Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Let us go. Let me beside the still waters and restore it my soul. Lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Lord and thy staff will be comforting me. There is a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. So we are talking about Psalm 23. I shall not want. I shall not want. And uh my whole vision is that by the time we finish this series, it will not be this, for most of us, Psalm 23 is a poem. You knew it as an unbeliever. Everybody knows, knows, everybody knows Psalm 23, everybody knows the lost prayer. But it, it, it should go beyond a poem. It should become real to you. Amen. And David said that this, that statement, I shall not want. I shall not want. That statement, I shall not want. It's because of who his shepherd is. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. The reason why I can confidently say I shall not, because the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. So the I shall not want is based on a relationship. Can I get an amen? amen. So it depends on who your shepherd is, you will want. If your boss is your shepherd, you will want. Some bosses. Hallelujah. I shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. That is, the, that is why he can confidently say that I shall not want because I know who my shepherd is. And I said that that statement, I shall not want, I mean, what will help us to understand why was David confident to say that I shall not want and, and why you can also become confident that you shall not want is number one, he's talking about the Lord. And so far as, and so far as David is concerned, and so far as the Bible is concerned, and so far as we know, God, the first thing you must understand is that God is an excellent provider. God is an excellent provider. God is, a, God is a very good provider. God is an excellent provider. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, he's an excellent provider. That's God. That is why since he created the earth and he put us in earth, anything that we need to develop is on earth. You know, people have, people have gone to space. 
But they have not brought anything from space that has been of material use to the earth. Because anything that we made to develop them, he put it on it. Hallelujah. So he's an excellent provider. And I want you to believe that God is an excellent provider. And why, why do we so? The scripture says when he created Adam, he provided everything. He's an excellent provider. That is why he said in his word that he who does not care for his own is worse than an infidel. And has denied the faith. So far as God is concerned, if something is your own, you must care for it. Hallelujah. So, so since I picked that message, that should be the last time someone you should be paying for your girlfriends. Because he who does not care, show me that verse. He who does not care for his own is worse than an infidel. So if you didn't know then, then the, I'm showing the Bible. Then the Bible said, when well, you don't care for your own, but if any provide not for his own house, especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. I'm talking about God. He said it. So, because so far as God is concerned, when something is your own, you are responsible for it. So, 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 if you don't pay your child's school fees, but you buy a ticket for your girlfriend, I don't care whether you're a prayer warrior or a bishop or a choir master or you are an unbeliever. That's what the Bible says. Prayer warriors, right? You may be a prayer warrior, but if you don't care for your own, the Bible says you are worse than an infidel. That's what it is. So if you don't know, I'm telling you. You say you are, and you have denied the faith. And the faith is talking about the Christian faith. Because so far as the Christian faith is concerned, God said that when you bring forth something, you must take care of it. Because He, God, when He brought, when he brought us, He took care of us. So God is an excellent provider. Hallelujah. Hmm. Number two. I, 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 know, I know the people who pay for their gift, they are not in this church. I'm just saying this, but I hope they are not in this church. I hope there are no brothers here who are paying for girlfriends without they are not here, right? They are in other churches, right? <laughs> or they didn't come today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, you must see what God has provided. Okay? You must see. Say, behold. Because sometimes the reason why you don't know God as an excellent provider, you don't see what God has provided. But I pray that you must see what God has provided. Amen. Number three, you must, you must understand, I'm going to talk about it more, how God is providing for you. Because you see, God provides for everybody separately. The way God will provide for you is not the same way you provide for him. So you must, you must, one of the things I will pray that God will open your heart for you to see how God provides for you. Hallelujah. Because God may provide for you in this way and this way, but because you don't know how God, God provides for you, you want God to provide for you the way he provides, but he will not. And that's why you miss your blessing. So I pray that by the time the meeting is done, the, the service is done, God will open your eyes for you to see how he provides for you. The Bible says he will give you pastors at home who will fill you with knowledge and understanding. So all I'm, by today, may God open your eyes to see me. How does God provide for me? Hallelujah. And then when you see that way, then you can develop it. See, when you, the, the fourth principle is that then you'll be able to develop the way God provides for you. 
Hallelujah. You see, as an example, you see, this is just by the way. Um, I once had, uh, some time ago, uh, one of the ministers, the foreign ministers in Ghana said, oh, they are going to, uh, they are going to set up a ministry to encourage people to come from the diaspora and recognize them. Do you understand? So that they will encourage people to come. And I said that this guy is intelligent because every year the resources, in fact, in Ghana, this is other country, in Ghana, every year I hear almost like repatriations from the from people who live abroad to the country is over four hundred million dollars. The money you sent to your uncle, your cousin, your brother, your sister. How many have sent money to Ghana before? <laughs> I'm just asking. Show your hand. How many have sent money to Ghana before? <laughs> you have sent money to Ghana before. Do you understand? It means and and, and what, what what currency did you send? Was it cities or dollars? So your so your money is an and a foreign exchange earner for the country. That's what you don't know. So the guy was thinking about that maybe if I can mobilize these resources and recognize it and develop it, it will be instead of spending my time to send cocoa, which nobody is buying, I'd rather tell people to bring money into the country. So he has, you see, this is somebody who has seen a way God provides for the country and is trying to develop it. In the Christmas, the, as some of you are sending money to Christmas, is, is the money you are sending to Christmas that's going to balance the economy? <laughs> Seriously budgeting with it. So you must know how God provides and develop it. Amen. Yeah. So those those I ain't sending money to nobody. You know? <laughs> Your time will never come because your parents are here, so don't think they will send a kick. So it don't even happen. So don't even think. Don't even worry. Guys, I, I, I'm with you. Send money to nobody. <laughs> so you must. I pray that you must know how God provides for you. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, today is a short message I want to share with you. You see, God provides to us various ways. And I'm going to give you various examples. Just find yourself in the category that God provides for you and develop it. I said, and do what? And do what? Yeah, because this minister was very smart. This is actually a way that God is... America cannot rely on people sending money from their... <laughs> I mean, like people sending money from... to send money to you in America. It cannot be a foreign exchange for this country. Why you people laugh? You people are laughing. <laughs> Sending cities to <laughs> Send this here. So 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 it's not it's not a way God is blessing that country and therefore they shouldn't develop it. Amen. But 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 they they also have seen the way God, is, God has blessed the country and are developing it. And a good example, I'm preaching generally, and a good example is the healthcare sector. 
America knows that there's a shortage of healthcare sectors, healthcare workers. And it costs a lot of money to train healthcare workers. So since they found that revenue, they are actually importing foreign, currently they are taking nurses from the Philippines. That's what you don't know. You see, they've seen that we, we lack, if you go to the hospitals, there are no nurses. They're shortage. So the way to solve that problem is let's go to a country that has good nurses that have trained them and attract them. So now there's a program to import nurses. You must know the way, the way God and develop it. Yeah, that's what they are doing now. So now, apparently, they are importing nurses from the Philippines. It's a three, four year program. Yeah. Because they speak English and they are well trained. So we'll bring them here. So our foreign minister who was saying that let's encourage the brother from there, he was, he was very smart. But people, people shut him down. That's how it is. Every time we bring a good idea, someone will shut you down. That's why I ask how many of you are sending money to this, this how many have sent money this, this Christmas? Or will send money? Or have sent money before? <laughs> anyway. So God knows how to provide for everybody. And I pray that God will open your eyes. Amen. Amen. Number one, how does God provide? God, God provides through inheritance. Ah, somebody, you see, when I mention, you must say, I receive it. Through inheritance. God can provide for you through inheritance. I said, God can provide for you through inheritance. I receive it. Because you see, to start college with a house already paid for is different from somebody starting from scratch. And everything is in the Bible. For example, God provided for Isaac through the inheritance of Abraham. Abraham, God blessed him differently. Abraham, Abraham's blessing was through gifts and traveling. Traveling and gifts. But Isaac was inheritance. When Abraham died, he gave Isaac the inheritance. And you must believe God that you should have an inheritance. Not every child, you see, not every child, you see, and, and that's what I'm saying, you must know how God blesses you. Not everybody has a parent that can leave them an inheritance. But some people, because of the parent God gives you, God will prosper you through inheritance. Isaac was blessed through inheritance. Abraham left everything he had to Isaac. And the other children gave him so much more to go away. But Isaac received an inheritance. So his prosperity came through inheritance. And there's nothing wrong if your parents are rich and they come through inheritance. Oh yes! I said oh yes! If when your father dies, three houses are for you. Glory to God! <laughs> That's how Isaac got blessed. Yeah. There's something called trust fund kids. Through inheritance. Hallelujah. Not through inheritance. In fact, I know of one of our pastors, one of our friends. Look. <laughs> his father died. And when his father died, his father left him a house and a land. One of our pastors. The house was not even that mighty. 
It's an ordinary. It was a house in a place in Ghana called Konongo. Those it wasn't any major house. Do you understand? But that's why the father left him. So he took the house. Had to maintain it. Then a year later, after his father died, they discovered gold on the land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of our friends I know. He was living abroad. His father died and gave me a house. It wasn't any big house to write about. So if your father has a house, I'll be better. <laughs> and then a year later, they found gold in the land. Who can you pack it from Amsterdam? He's chilling. <laughs> totally relocated. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Through inheritance. Hallelujah. What it also means that you must also plan. It's God blesses through inheritance. And the Bible said that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. And his children. So even though you did not inherit inheritance, you must plan that your children can be blessed by your inheritance. It'd be nice if by the time your son is married, you say, oh, Joe, this house is for you. My wedding gift for you is this house. Good man. The wedding gift you are giving your son is a house. Amen. A good man. A good man. I'm sure how God provides. The wedding gift you are giving to your son is a house. The wedding gift you are giving to your daughter. It's a full college tuition paid. Even though you did not get it, you must believe God that that will be your legacy. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, through inheritance, God can also provide through supernatural miracle. Uh-huh. Somebody say, I receive it. Yeah. I'm just mentioning them. If it, if it agrees with your spirit, just claim it. Because, and how? And that's how God provided for the people of Israel. The Bible says he fed them by manna. Something supernatural. Something out of the ordinary. Something that you cannot figure out. He fed them by manna. It, was to, it wasn't something they want to buy and cook. And eat. Just supernatural. May God provide for you supernatural. Number three, God can also be a provider for you through your job, J-O-B. Yeah. God can provide for you through your job. Yeah. An example in the Bible of somebody, an example of somebody in the Bible that God provided for him through his job was Jacob. Oh yeah. Jacob was God provided for Jacob. Why do I say so? You see, God provided for Jacob all his needs through his job. You see, when you get a job where your boss asks you how much you want to be paid. Give me a number. Somebody claim that blessing. Your boss will say, Give me a number. You think it's not in the Bible? Gavi, they don't believe me. I'm going to read the Bible for you. Should I read the Bible? 
Genesis chapter 29, verse 15. Genesis 29, 15. Genesis 29, 15, quickly. And Laban, Laban was the boss. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, should I therefore serve me for not tell me what thy wages shall be? Give me your number. I think it's not in the Bible. Mommy, put the figure down. <laughs> Some of you, what, what, as I'm saying, you can't, you can't even imagine. That's why you're in church. That's why I'm preaching to you spiritually. You can, God can bless you that you say, give me a number. You see, and, and let me tell you something. I'm going to teach you. You see, Jacob, eh? You see, what, Jacob, Jacob was a shrewd guy. He knew how to work and how to negotiate. Hallelujah. So the day that your boss tells you to give me a number, you must know how to deal with the situation. Let's go to Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30 from verse 27. Genesis 30. Genesis chapter 30 verse 27. Are you there, Genesis 30? Please, quickly. And once again, this is his boss. And Laban said unto him, this is the boss. Anytime you see the Laban, that's the boss. He said, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found, because Jacob wanted to leave. If I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Then Jacob begins the negotiation. Continue. And he said, so have you seen it? Once again, the boss said, and he said, appoint me thy wages. Give me, ask a number. You know, there's also a blessing where you become so invulnerable to the business, they cannot let you go. They can't let you go. So he said, he said also appoint me that wage, and I will give it. Write that number down. Because I cannot let you go. Somebody received that blessing. You see, working at a place where you are expendable is not a good thing. You, are, you see, you are working at a place and you are like the beard. They can easily shave you off. May you not be the beard. He said, appoint me and I'll give it. Let's continue. And he said unto him, this is Jacob replying, and he said unto him, Thou knowest I have said thee and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hast before I came. And it has increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now, you see, what I'm trying to say is that you must know how to negotiate. You must know that since I joined this office, it was only two people. Now it has increased to 10. You must know how to market yourself. So Jacob was marketing himself. Some of us are not good at marketing ourselves. I'm preaching to you. One of the problems, you see, you, 
you, you must be belong to a good church like this so I can teach you. See, one of the problems of immigrants, put from the terror, we don't know how to sell ourselves. You can't explain your value. This is Jacob. Say, my paycheck, let's start. You know, it was only two people here. Since I joined, the company has increased. Remember that shipping has increased? Remember? Jacob was marketing himself. You must be able to say, look, these people have offered me 100K, so if you want me to become 120. Because this is what I'm bringing to the table. Ability to market yourself, nobody will give you a value. So Jacob, Jacob went to town. So, really, no problem. Let's talk. Remember, there's only two cattle here and three here. Remember that, that the unit was seen only five patients since I joined. Remember that turnover for the business was only uh, 20,000 since I joined, and now we are 50,000. Explain. Put figures down. Because by default, we are not used to asking for what we are worth. We are too timid. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are too used to a culture of Fanosa. Take it like that. <laughs> it means take it like that. <laughs> That's even worse. Jacob began to negotiate. I said, Look, I shall to prove my husband. <laughs> Let's continue. Continue. Please. And he said, What shall I give thee? So, how much, you, how much do you want, Jacob? How much do you want, Jacob? And Jacob said, that shall not give me anything. Jacob, ah, he's smart or many. He said, no, no, no. Paycheck, no, no, no. He said, that shall not give me anything. If thou will do this for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. Continue. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing thence all the speckled and the spotted, cattle and brown and cattle among the sheep, and spotted and speckled among the goods, and of, so, and of such shall be my heart. Let me explain to you. Jacob said, no, no, no. no. I don't want it. I don't want a salary. Jacob was not asking for a salary. He was asked for partnership and shares. <laughs> I said, you can trust the guy. <laughs> Jacob said, Part, uh, Jacob said, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for a W2. W2, no, 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 no. I'm telling young people, Move away from W2 to 1099. Partnership. You can never prosper with W2. I tell you that. Look, nobody prospers with a paycheck. Paycheck? No, 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 no. Ask your parents, they'll tell you. <laughs> Believe God that you'll be a partner. 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. Partnership. That's what Jacob was saying. Because real prosperity comes with partnership. May you become a partner. Jacob said, no, 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 no. Paycheck. W2. No, 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 no. And the guy gave it to him. He got what he got. 
at the end, he was so wealthy. Because he went for shares. Beginning from his ability to negotiate. To state how important he is. So God can bless you through your job. That's what I'm trying to tell you. God can provide for you through your job like Jacob. That is why God will give you that unique skill. That they cannot let you go. And when the opportunity comes, use biblical principles to negotiate. Yeah. Too much, like, take it like that is too much. Some of you are working at places that you are more intelligent, you will be there longer, you are more skilled, and a junior person came and his paycheck is bigger than you because you did not know how to negotiate. May God make you valuable at your workplace. I say, may God make you valuable at your workplace. May you be needed at your workplace. I'll be happy for you. The day you come and say, Rev, I'm not a partner here. I'll be very happy with you. Amen. I've moved into partnership. God will bless you. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, which is also very interesting. God can, God can bless you through your enemies. <laughs> so don't worry about enemies. God can bless you through your enemies. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. It means accepting blessings require enemies. Without enemies, that blessing cannot work. A story is told about a Christian lady who had a neighbor who was an unbeliever. And this Christian lady was always praying and pro- praying and asking God. You know, praying God to provide, God to keep. Because she was very poor. She couldn't afford her meals. And every time she placed, asked God, the unbeliever neighbor came and said, oh, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. God does not give anything. There is no God. Look at how hungry you are. But the woman kept on praying. Then one day, the unbeliever neighbor said, I want to prove to this woman that God does not provide So, he went to the unbeliever, went to the store, Gloria bought groceries, everything, packaged everything, and came and put it at the woman's doorstep. (laughs) Then when the woman opened the door, she said, oh God, what a provider you are. Thank you for your provision. Then the guy came, hey, shame. It's not God, it's not God, it's me. Shame on you, I told you God does not provide. Then the woman said, hallelujah, God, I know you can provide. And what I don't even know that you can even use my enemies to provide. 
<laughs> yeah. God can provide through enemies. Amen. Yeah. And sometimes the, that, that provision comes through somebody not hating you. And because of that hate, you move to another location, and that's where your blessing will be. If that person has not been mean to you, you will not have gone. If that boy had not left you, you would not have found a new better one. So the living was good. <laughs> I'm preaching. I hope that the Holy Spirit is ministering to you what, how God provides for you. Amen. That's what we are doing. God provides through your enemies. Hallelujah. Through, through your enemies. Okay. Next one is God can provide for you through association. Through an association. God can provide for you through association. In other words, God can bring somebody into your life. And that person is the source of the blessing. For Potiphar, the Bible says, Potiphar said, since Joseph came into my house, everything has gone on well. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes just knowing somebody is God's method. Association because of this person, even Laban said, Because Jacob was here, that's why I'm blessed. Hallelujah! Through an association, somebody else you meet, somebody who comes into your life, and because of the person's presence in your life, I'm not talking about a casual stranger, but somebody who comes into your life because of a certain association with that person, suddenly you begin to prosper. You can know somebody and immediately. You, because of the, the, knowing that person, you begin to have new business ideas because that person was into business. And by you knowing him, see, that's what I'm talking about, through association. By knowing this person, now you know what to do in business. Because somebody received that blessing. Yeah. Even, even a profession, just by knowing somebody. Because you know that person, suddenly you understand, you, you, because that person is maybe into IT. By knowing that person, immediately you know how to prosper in IT. Hallelujah. By ministry, I believe that I've, I've become a good minister by association with Bishop. I didn't know anything about preaching. I wasn't even born again. But my, by just him being my roommate and living with him, now I've been transformed. So I've been blessed through him by association. Because, because honestly, I was an unbeliever. Total, 100%. But just by, by the grace of God, we just happen to be in the same class it's the same way because of that I'm, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. Even my wife, it was through his recommendation. It's fine or not fine, don't you? So, by just by knowing somebody, hallelujah, especially business. Some of you can, just by knowing somebody, you can even get into the building industry. They know that, look, I can also do building by association. Just by knowing somebody. Because you see, uh, the, the thing, this one called, uh, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel is difficult. Trying to reinvent the wheel is different. One of the fastest ways to develop is copy and catch up, copy and, and advance. So it's always better when you know someone who knows what was doing something. So that you can follow the person and develop. Because how long is your life that you always want to experiment? 
See, that's why I always tell people that be cautious about things that have not been done before. And one time I was talking to somebody, one of you people. What I came in to do, he said, Oh, um, he's into cinema, pro- ah, he's into film production. That's what he told me. Film production. I said, Ah, it's so film, film, cinematography. And I saw because he went to he went to he went to school uh, in Nafti, uh, the one in Ghana. Nafti. He went to Nafti, so he has come to America. And he's come to use. <laughs> He wants to become a film producer in America with nasty degree. And I said, my brother. I said, my brother, do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? It's like you play Gota Gota, you come to World Cup. <laughs> Movie production. Movie production. Do you know the country you are in? Dream another dream. Just, just dream another dream. This time, I will. I can't even guide you. Because I've not seen some before. I have not seen some before. Somebody came with nafty. <laughs> no. Dream another dream. This one I've not seen some before. I hope you listen to me. I don't even know. What I'm saying is that it's difficult to reinvent the wheel. So sometimes God blesses you by association by somebody who has already succeeded. And all that you have to do is humble yourself, copy, and prosper. That's all. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't think I even saw him again, though. Huh? What is it? I broke his heart. <laughs> or I killed his vision. I hope I didn't kill his vision, but I was, I was being real. Like, look, Charlie. He's a California. I'll be real. You got on YouTube. continue. Sometimes, 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 this is also very important, sometimes God will bless you through traveling. Somebody say amen. amen. You see, some people, unless they travel, they cannot prosper. 
unless they travel, they cannot prosper. Their prosperity is linked to their traveling. What did you say? Examples, when I say, I'll give an example in the Bible. An example of somebody whose prosperity was linked to his traveling was Abraham. If Abraham had not moved, God told him, get out of the country from that kindred and move to a land. If Abraham, Abraham's prosperity came because he traveled. So don't feel bad that you have left your home country. Because a certain prosperity you will not have got unless you travel. Because sometimes you are, you, are, you are ambivalent, you are wondering, did I do the right thing? Some prosperities are linked to traveling. And it was the same with Joseph. God said, he said, you people meant for evil, but God sent me ahead to preserve it. Like if Joseph had not moved to Egypt, he would not have become a prime minister. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes the way God will bless you, and I'm preaching from the Bible, is by traveling. It's by traveling. That is why I will not be upset. You say, Lord, Reverend, I believe that I need to move to Minnesota. No problem. So long as it's the leading of God. God will bless you by traveling. Abraham, God told Abraham, get out! And he got out. Traveling. Traveling. See, Abraham is a unique character. He traveled. He hustled. He was blessed. That's Abraham. Like somebody once was joking that if Abraham was to be in Ghana, he'd be an Ashanti man. And I said, why? He said, one, he likes to travel. Two, he can lie about his documents. <laughs> and then three, what convinced me that he took care of his nephew. What was <laughs> Lot was his nephew. <laughs> it's the only tribe that, that is interested in taking care of their nephew are the Ashantis. They are certain tribe in Ghana. They are interested in taking care of their nephew. So Abraham took care of Lot. So he said, Abraham, if it was in Ghana, probably not Ashanti. <laughs> That's just by the way, I beg you. <laughs> don't, write, don't send me a message. <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> yeah. But Joseph prospered by traveling. So sometimes the blessing God has is in traveling. You see, blessing has to do with location, location, location. Abraham traveled and prospered. And, and, and the reverse is also true. You can also travel and die. Ahimelech, the husband of Naomi. He migrated to the land of Moab and there he died. That's what I'm saying. Like this message, as I'm preaching, pray so that what will resonate with your spirit, take it at God's will of prosperity. Ahimelech, he traveled, he traveled and he died. Abraham traveled and prospered. So the fact that God blessed him by traveling does not mean that God will bless you also by traveling. You have to pray to God, which way should I go? Also, it also means you should not criticize anybody who wants to travel. How do you know whether it's the will of God for them to travel to prosper? He prospered by traveling. Joseph prospered by traveling. 
Amalek, he died by traveling. Hallelujah. And of course, if God can prosper you by traveling, some people to God can prosper you by staying put where you are. Yeah, pray that God show you a sign. An example in the Bible was Isaac. Isaac wanted to migrate like his father. Because there was a problem in the land. Things were difficult, then Abraham moved. So when the same famine happened in the days of Abraham, Isaac wanted to do the same thing that daddy did. To move for economic hardship. Because Egypt was like America in those days. It was a super world. When things are tough, everybody goes to Egypt. So Isaac was about to do, because that's what his father told him he did. So he was about to do the same thing. But the God said, don't go. Don't go. God told Isaac, don't move. Stay right here. The fact that I prospered your father by traveling does not mean I will use the same method for you. You, my method for you is to stay. And the Bible says Isaac sold in the same land here and he reaped a hundredfold. God told him to stay. When I finished my residency, I wanted to come. When I finished my medical, so I wanted to come here. I had a friend. I had a friend, one of my good friends in Ghana. I told him, look, if we are if we are traveling, you don't bother. He's my friend. I told him, don't bother. I said, you traveling is not for you at all. Some people have to travel to prosper, but you. And, and I'm glad. We just, and I'm glad he didn't. he didn't. He stayed in the land. Mogu. He stayed in the land in the land in Africa in Ghana. He's a mogul. Because not, traveling is not for everybody. He says traveling is not for everybody. So I told him stay. No, I I told him, so he doesn't want to travel. Come. Your mommy's only child, everything's for you. What's the the hustle for? Let the hustle go and hustle, chill. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you getting blessed? I hope you are getting my message. Amen. Hmm. We keep on going. Than some people to some people. So I talk about traveling, right? Okay, there are so many of them. I can't go through all of them. Some, some of us, God, will, as, I'm going as, as the Spirit leads. Some of us, God will bless you through meeting a stranger, which is different from association. See, association will know the person, but a stranger, a complete stranger, a total stranger. God can use a total stranger to bless you. Somebody you don't know from Adam. But through him, God can bless you. Hallelujah. An example was Rahab. Yes, in Joshua chapter 2. Rahab. When the Israeli spies went to the land, she didn't know them. At all. They were strangers. But she took them in. 
and treated them well. And because of that reception, when the land was to be destroyed, she was protected and she joined the genealogy of Jesus Christ by totally welcoming strangers. She didn't know them at all. But little did she know that by taking the spice in and being nice to them, she was securing her future. The same was with Rebecca. The Bible said when Abraham sent his servant to go look for a wife, when they got to, the guy prayed, and when they got to the well, the, Abraham's servant asked for water. And then they saw this little girl who instead of saying, excuse me, what do you want? <laughs> do I look like a girl who fetches water for you? She didn't do that. I mean, some of you, if you're at the wall and a stranger coming, can you give me water? Say, who are you talking to? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, my dad, for me to fetch you water? Dare you. No, she didn't do that. Total stranger. The Bible says she, she fetched the water and gave it to them. And then she even fetched water and gave it to some of the donkeys. Then once she finished it, Abraham said, them, who are you? Not knowing that the donkeys that she fed, gave them the waters, on the donkeys had gold, and that gold was for her. I'm telling you a revelation. Some of us, some of us, our blessing is related to a stranger. That is why courtesy and customer satisfaction is important. Don't be rude to strangers. You may lose your blessing. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. By the thing is, Rebecca, little did she know that the donkey she was fetching water for had goods, and all the goods were for her. Camels, laden with goods. That's what it is. Look, I know people in our community who went to do living and God, they took good care of the person obtained an inheritance. One lady got a house. So, look, be nice. Oh. This your rudeness is not nice. Tell your neighbor, customer service is important. Hallelujah. Even this our church. One time we had an Agabaptist. And at Agabaptist, a brother was there who was hurting. And was sitting by me. Then I remember that, so, can I get water? And so, I, so she, she said, so, can you get water? So, then one sister gently took the water from the from the cooler, wrapped a tissue around it, and then gave to him. Little did you know that that was the click. Suddenly, they are, they are now married. I said, they are now married. <laughs> and the brother always tells them, he said, even the way she wrapped the tissue, when she brought it, something in me moved. I said, this woman, I would like her to be But you want to say, bring water. 
Oh, Westville, it's in the cooler. <laughs> Customer service is important. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Keep on moving to a stranger. Okay, I think I said this one, but I'll say it again. Sometimes God will bless you through family relationships. This is not your sin. I'm talking about family relationship. Your blessing is through a family relationship. I'm not talking about your mother or your father. But a family relationship. You see, that is, that, that's why I gave the story of Lot was blessed by Abraham. Lot was not Abraham's son. What's a nephew? What's a family relationship? Sometimes, you see, God can bless you through a family relationship. Yes. An uncle somewhere. A grandfather somewhere. Through a family relationship. Yeah. Because Lot was not Abraham's son. Abraham had no child. Lot was a nephew. So what I'm trying to say is, and, and listen to me carefully, because you see, in some, you see, let me tell you something. In some cultures, in some societies, there is no social security. There's no social security. There's no pension fund. You, the one abroad, you are the social security. <laughs> you are the 401k. So what you don't know that as the person has been going for all night and praying, God is using to provide for him. You are the social security. You are the person's provision. And you are an answer to prayer. So what I'm saying you must understand all these mechanisms. Look, some part of the social security. Your pension is your children abroad. Your pension is your children abroad. But over here, your pension is social security. 401k. It's provided for. But in some part of the world, it does not exist. So how do you think they will how do you think God will take care of them in their old age? You. You are awkward. You will say amen to that. <laughs> I'm trying to make you understand how God provides. Amen. To a extended family. That is why one day somebody, you can also get a call that look, your uncle has left you, just come and pick it up. I can say amen to that work. You will see that that will be the day that your status in America will change. <laughs> ah. Through relationship, external relationship. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want more? This one is also very interesting. But I think we will take it as we close. Sometimes, and it's quite common, sometimes God's provision for you is through marriage. I didn't hear the amen. <laughs> I said sometimes God's provision for you is what? Through what? Somebody received that one. Through marriage, 
Your status change completely because of who you are married. And let me tell you something. This morning I was talking to one of my daughters. He said, Red, I'm expensive. I'm looking for a rich man. I said, Amen, daughter. <laughs> I just told her this morning that look, I'm, I like you because you are honest. He said, My needs are plenty. I need a rich man to marry. I said, I said, daughter, I almost lay hands on her and receive it. <laughs> Why not? I, she knows her needs are many. That's the best. The life of Ruth was changed by Boaz. Yes. Look, there's nothing wrong if you get someone who can take care of you 100%. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And God can provide for you. There was a total transformation of Ruth by Boaz. Who you marry is important. Amen. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. See, there's nothing wrong that the only reason you want to go to work is just for your mental sanity. And not, that you, not, not because you need the money. That's all. I, I, some people should be giving me your friends, I say. I mean, they, just for the fact that oh, you need companion and fellowship. But not that you need to go to pay bills. Because it's taken care of. The house is taken care of. The car is taken care of. Everything is taken care of. Receive it, daughter. <laughs> Amen. You see, what they should get, do you see? You are saying, hey, Reverend, hey, you thought you were joking, no, it's real. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And look, God can provide for you. I'm sure you wish that God provide. And when I say God can provide for you, for you through marriage, it does not only mean that some, only the man provides for you, so that the woman you marry. <laughs> oh yes I said oh yes oh yes because you can marry a rich girl okay <laughs> you can marry a rich girl I said you can marry a rich girl But brother, there ain't nothing wrong with marrying a rich girl. Okay? <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Put your hand together. But yes. Yeah, I have a friend with a rich wife. I have a friend with a rich wife. I don't have a friend with a rich wife. And he's cool. He doesn't mind at all. It's your pride. It's your pride. But if the guy can pay the bills, and, and, brother, what's wrong with that? <laughs> No, no, I'm serious. No, no, that's what I'm, God can provide. So it's not only God can God's provision is through marriage. It, whether the, a God, because of who you marry to, God provides for you. Yes. Yes. And don't tell me that you, you don't tell me you don't like that type of marriage. 
Why do, why do you want to marry and struggle? I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. Why do you want to marry and struggle? Why are you signing up for poverty? I'm just asking a question. No. God can provide. God can provide for you through who you marry. And, 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 and I'm saying that, especially for men, don't be proud. Take it. <laughs> Take it as God's provision for you. And humble yourself. I say, humble yourself. I say, humble yourself. I know one of my sons in the church. He wakes up and hangs the wife's clothes. Hang her the thing for him. Put everything so that she can go to work. God bless you. God bless you. I'm sure one of my sons in the church, not here, in another branch. And I, and I asked him, he said, look, because, because what the wife, what the, what the wife brings from work is heavy. So if all I have to do is to iron the clothes. <laughs> 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 Why not? If all that I have to do is to iron her clothes, bring her shoes, you wash it. <laughs> you wash it, your hand. for me at all. Because you know why? His mother came to visit. And his mother was trying to make an issue. No, no, I'm telling a true story. His mother came to visit. And his mother was trying to make a problem out of it. Where's the girl that you have to iron her clothes? But this guy, he was a very, he's a very practical guy. He actually told the mother, mom, mom the house. The car. The money I send you every month. <laughs> the money I send you every month is from her. What a man. He was very practical. He told me, I said, he said, he said, he said, he said he Because initially he was struggling. He didn't want his mother to see. At the point he was struggling, he said, no, 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 this is wrong. So he told the mother, look, this thing, the house we are building, your house is nice, oh? The car is nice, oh? Coffee, school fees that you are getting every month. <laughs> this is her. So I don't see, she ironed her clothes. Yeah. the food. She cooks sometimes. Because she, what I'm saying, like, see, I'm talking about, you see, as for pride, it can, pride is one thing that can obstruct your blessing. Including even the job that you have. Pride will not let you take a good, uh, 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 something that will give you peace. Told the mother, told the mother, point blank. So those of you who are, tell your mother, tell your mother. I'm preaching to you now. Tell 
your mother that the mortgage her name is on it. Before she said, my son has bought a house. Indeed, can you buy a house? <laughs> Tell your mother. <laughs> Don't allow pride. Though. Because it's pride. This is they all come from pride. Come from pride. There's nothing God can provide. God can provide. And God has provided. Hallelujah. Well, I hope God is speaking to all of us. Amen. Sometimes God provides. Okay, let me conclude. It's almost time to close. God, I want to show you that we want to go through the scripture. You see, sometimes, and this is also very supernatural, God, pro- God provides through the kindness of somebody. Somebody say amen. Your provision is purely because somebody was kind to you. Somebody just decide I will be kind to you. Somebody receive that blessing. The person just look and say, I want to, I will be kind to you. That's all. I just be kind to you. I want to show you kindness. Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2, verse 1. The book of Ruth. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth. Somebody say a mighty man of wealth. Of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Continue. And Ruth, the Moabite, said unto Naomi, Let me now go. She, Ruth, please. Just pay attention to this because this last part is very, very important because I'm going to show you some patterns. He said, and Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean the ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her harp was to light on the path of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant, that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Who is that girl? Who is that girl? Is that girl? Is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray thee, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the shivers. So she came and had and continued even from the morning until now. She came morning to now, she has been working, that she tarried a little in the house. 
Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou, uh, hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here. Fast by my stay here, work here. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that no young man should be touching you? Okay. <laughs> young man should be touching you, okay? And when thou art test, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thy sight that thou should take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Oh, put your hand together for the Lord. Let's continue. And Boaz answered and said unto her, Listen to me. I'm going to explain this passage to you. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It had, it had fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband. And thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity and had come unto a people which thou knowest not thereof. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord of God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid, though I be not like unto one of the handmaid. I'm not even qualified. Continue. And Boaz said unto her, at mealtime, come down here and eat of the bread and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers and he reached her, and, and, and he reached her patch corn and she did it and was sufficed and left. And when she was risen to go back to work after lunch break, going back to work, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. Don't worry her. And this is the part I'm sharing with you. And let fall also some of the handful of pebbles for her and leave them that she may glean and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat that that she has gleaned and it was about an effort of barley. Put your hands together for the Lord. Listen. One day. Come. Uh, come. Ruth, come. That's the Ruth. You see. One day, Ruth said, no, son. The, first, the passage begins with, it was Ruth who told her mother-in-law, I need to go and look for a job. I need to go and get a job. I cannot stay in this house. My husband is there. Your husband is there. I need to go out and look for a job. So the first thing I want to talk about is that sometimes they, 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 to receive that kindness, it also begins with an attitude of you want to work. 
Some of you are not being blessed because you are lazy. For somebody to show you an, an somebody to even have the opportunity to show you kindness, there must be the attitude to look for a job. You are not sending your resume to anybody. How can they even show you kindness? I'm preaching to you. Maybe there's somebody out there who can overlook all your status and say, I'll give you a job. But you haven't even said anything. You are lazy. Yeah. Ruth was the one who went to ask for, I want to go and work. Because the Bible said, I'll bless the work of your hands. There is no blessing where the hand has done nothing. So I'm preaching to my lazy daughters and lazy sons. Get out. Thank you. You haven't said anything out there. How can God bless you? And then the Bible says she stepped out. And number two, she was hard working. Because one boy asked him, say, who is that girl? She noticed the hard work. I don't saw this girl. She's been working all day. So Boaz called. I said, look, Mr. Boaz, come. No, no, I'm Boaz. From today, I'm Boaz. He said, look, look, listen. 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 From, it, 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 Boaz said, oh, you can eat from the table. You can drink. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. Don't go into any other field. You stay here. She's been noticed. But, but the work they were doing the work they were doing. Can I get three of you guys? Three of the young people. One, two, three over there. They don't work hard. You don't work hard. Okay. Yeah, you come. Okay, there two of you. Okay. Can I get a look? I'm sure you see the work. The, the work they were doing. The work they were. Maybe maybe some tissues. These are the sheets. Her paycheck. Okay. The work she was doing is a commission. The amount of things she gets is what she takes home to go and eat. And the work was that. This are the, let me put this. These are the, they are gathering the, they are, they are gathering the, the wheat. Okay. You are the reapers. You guys are the reapers. No, you can. So there are three lanes. One, two, three, Another three lane. This. Let me create another lane. One, two, three. So these are the reapers. Come. Everybody take one lane. Come, come this way. No, no, no. Come, come and stand here. Stand behind here. One, two. Yeah. Then, this is, their job is to pick the, the wheat. Her, what she takes home is what is left unpicked. So, it, so do you understand what I'm saying? You can be there the whole day and get nothing. Do you get it? So, these are the paid laborers. She only gets paid from what is left behind. Then, I'm talking about a handful of peppers. So, Boaz, I called this guy and said, look, listen. You see your lane? You see the three there? You understand? The three. You see the three? Uh, leave two, okay? Don't pick all. Okay? Leave two. Just pick one. Okay, you hear me? Then so you stand. Then I saw, you know what? My daughter, I need two more daughters. Your sister. 
لتوفيقه These are daughters, but they are not, but they are not Ruth. So you stand behind this guy. Uh, you come and stand behind this guy. Okay, so you are doing regular work, but I've spoken to this guy in private. And your, your paycheck is based on what is left behind. So guys, go to work. No. No, you pick only one. Leave two. No, you pick everything in your line. You pick everything in your line. So now the three of you are now going to pick after them, which is your paycheck. Get out. You are done. You work as you are done. So now she comes. She comes. And all of you started at the same time. Now go. But this is Helen. So... Have you seen The same amount of effort, the same amount of time, the same amount of energy, but she got to. Because somebody high up has decided to favor her. Yeah. A handful of purpose. Somebody high up has decided that I, will favor, I like this girl. So, three ladies came. They all work, but they get nothing. Because it's not him that worketh nor run it. It is God who showeth mercy. The race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong, but time and chance. Sometimes God decides to favor you. May God favor you. May somebody high speak kindness over you. So it's not all about hard work. But somebody high up. So when you go, when she got this, she knew. You see. She was amazed. But what behind the scenes, there was the higher instruction. Leave something purposely. Today I prophesy to you, may somebody high up favor you. May you be blessed purposefully. I pray for the two of you, all of you. You are all Ruth in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for my daughters. May they be favored. May they be favored. Purposefully, purposefully, in Jesus' name, Amen. Go and sit down. You see, it is that thing that will say that we know that there's a gap in the resume, but it doesn't matter. Are you hearing me? Somebody decide that look, we know there's a gap in the resume, but it doesn't matter. We know there's no experience, but it doesn't matter. Purposefully, I will bless you. Purposefully, I will favor. God bless you, my daughter. You'll be favored purposefully. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about the supernatural. This is beyond your hard work. They all had the same degree, the same qualification. They came to the field. They all started the same line. But what they did, something from above has favored somebody. Some church. I'm almost 16 years old. I can tell you, prosperity is not only by hard work. I wish I could say that, but it's not. You see, it's only at those junior ranks. I want to get higher. 
is by favor. <laughs> it's only at a small, small boy level that the soul, we are all equal. But up there, real success is whom you know. It's by favor. It's just only hard work. Yes, you came to work. But same skills. But somebody got it. Because there's an order from above. May you be favored from above. But I'll throw in a little, a, a little, a little um, thought. You see, when Boaz came and he told Boaz about Ruth, he said, Oh, I've heard about you. Oh, you are the girl who left Moab. You are the girl who followed your mother. You left your, uh, your country. You left your God. Oh, you are the girl. And this is what I'm only saying. What I want to share with you that sometimes the divine favor and the promotion, it comes from a kindness you did long ago. You're not even away. A kindness! Because she showed kindness to a widow. What she didn't know that by showing that kindness she was reaping divine favor. Sometimes it's the kindness, the help you did for somebody, the provision you made for somebody. Many years ago, what you don't know is that God has taken note of it and it has put in store something major for you. Yeah. It's the kindness. I believe it was the, the guy said, Oh, I've heard about you. See, but when she was doing that, she didn't know that by helping a widow, by trying to establish a widow, she was sowing seeds that one day she will receive a handful of peppers. That's something. And it goes beyond, you see, this ones they go beyond hard work. So I want to end my service today. That when you have opportunity to do good, do it. Because one day you may not know that you may you reap a handful of peppers. Stand up to your feet and let's go. Thank you. Let's sing this song, Jehovah Jireh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace. Jehovah Jireh, my Grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Is it through a father? Is it through inheritance? Is it through family? Is it through your job? Is it through an act of kindness by somebody higher? God can provide.
opportunity. The greatest blessing is to be born again. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, whatever you are, lift up your hand and I will pray. You want to give your life to Jesus, let your hand go up. God is calling. Salvation is calling. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm watching. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we say this after me. Heavenly Father, this Sunday afternoon, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. And let's get ready for communion. Get ready for communion. Take it. Take, take it. This is my body, which was broken for you. Mm. Drink, this is my blood, which was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless it is the communion of the blood of christ the bread which we break it is the communion of the body of christ oh this is a holy meal it is a meal of god whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life when I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. I will pass over you. When I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. See the blood, I'll pass over you. Father, the Bible says, Oh, you, the night in which you'll be between our Lord Jesus, you took the bread and you threw the cup. Say, This is my body that was broken. 
this is my blood that was shed. Father, I go down on my knees and pray over the bread. For as we pray, it becomes your body. And I pray over the wine. And as we pray, it becomes your blood. May the body that was broken prevent our bodies from being broken. And may the cup of blessing which we bless open our eyes to your provision. In Jesus' name. Amen. The night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and said, this is my body which was broken for you. As you partake of this bread which represents his broken body, may our bodies not be broken. In Jesus' name. May we have complete healing from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. In Jesus' name. The broken body. The body of Christ. He made the bread. And the Bible says that same night, he took the cup and he said, This is my blood of the New Testament, which was shed for the remission of your sins. Paul said, This is the cup of blessing which we bless. And this afternoon, as you have sat in the Lord's feet and see and know that he is a provider and that he provides for each and everyone differently. May whatever way God wants to provide for you, may we achieve it in Jesus' name. As you partake of the cup of blessing, may the blessing of your provision be open to you. May you not miss your blessing of may you not miss your channel of provision. And Father, as it was with Ruth, may somebody in authority favor us purposefully. In Jesus' name. Amen. The blood of Jesus. You may drink the blood. Away. Stood a no rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best are. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
by association the spirit is saying I'm going to bless you by association humble yourself and associate well humble yourself and associate well for by that association I'm blessing you in Jesus name receive that blessing in Jesus name Amen put your hands together for the Lord please be seated yeah the spirit the spirit God just ministered to me in my heart that I'm going to bless some people here. Not one, but some people. By association. But they should humble themselves and associate well. Humble yourself and associate well. For I will bless you by that association. Amen. Well, it's time to honor the Lord with our first and best. The blessing by giving is also one of the ways that God blesses us. So, okay. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.